Are you struggling as a parent? Or is your child struggling and you're just not sure what to do? They might be struggling with something emotional, like depression, anxiety, loneliness, cutting, or getting bullied. It's hard for us as parents to know what to do. Well, welcome to the Dr. Todd Talks podcast. I've worked with over 10,000 families from all over the world. I've worked with celebrities, I've worked with royalty, and I've worked with normal families like you and I. We all just want to have happy, resilient kids. How do you do that when your child gets a little bit off track? Well, if you're a parent struggling right now, and you feel like you're at the end of your rope and just not sure what to do, then listen to my stories of connection, where I'm going to share hope and relief and strategies on how to create happy, resilient kids. Let's get started. I've been working with kids and teenagers, young adults for years, for 25 years. And a lot of times people ask me if I notice trends like what that our kids are struggling with. One of the things that I have noticed a lot, and this is especially, I'd say, in the last five to ten years, are that our kids are overwhelmed. They don't They don't have coping skills. They get overwhelmed by stress. They shut down. I see more kids nowadays stressed out, shut down, depressed, unable to cope than I ever did before. And I talk a lot to kids and to parents about this concept of coping skills and what that means. And sometimes a really simple way of thinking of a coping skill is really just learning how to get what's on the inside of you to the outside of you. And let me illustrate this with a couple of stories. Years ago, I was in a, I, I work often in uh, adolescent treatment programs, and I was in an outdoor treatment program for girls. This was years ago. And I was working with a girl that we'll call Sabrina. Of course, that's not her real name. But Sabrina was known for being completely shut down. She was very quiet. She was pretty introverted very shy, wouldn't open up. And the story about Sabrina is that when she was at home, for some reason, she had become suddenly very depressed, very withdrawn, isolated. She started hurting herself. She started cutting on herself. She was suicidal and nobody knew what was going on. And things had become so bad. She'd become so isolated, stopped going to school and had been hospitalized several times and nothing worked, wouldn't go to therapy, that her parents finally made the difficult decision to place her in a residential treatment program, which is it's a hard decision for a lot of parents. At any rate, nobody knew what was going on with Sabrina. She wasn't, she wasn't telling anybody. And all we knew was what we saw. We saw the behaviors. We saw the, the, the harming, the self-harming, and we saw the withdrawn and so they asked me to go in and, and um, do an evaluation with her. So that's kind of what my my main career has been for many years, is doing psychological evaluations with teenagers. And I went out to visit Sabrina. I had no expectations of her opening up. I was actually a little bit nervous about it. I didn't want to waste you know her parents' money by showing up and her just not talking to me. And I'll remember we were sitting outside. It was outdoors. We were, I was sitting on a rock. <laughs> and uh, I was just talking to her. We were just chatting. 
And I was trying to kind of come in easy and just connect with her somehow. And we sat there for a while talking. And then Sabrina really casually mentioned to me that her brother had been sexually abusing her for years. And it was so casual that it stopped me for a minute because I figured it, I must have missed this in the background that I had about her. She said it as if she'd said it before many times. And I figured I must have just missed the detail. And then just as casually, she mentioned to me that I was the first person she had ever shared that with. And I was, I was really stunned. I think I, I think I got a little bit lucky with her that she was finally ready to open up and she, I felt really grateful. She was, felt safe enough with me for whatever reason that she shared that with me. Well, we went on and we did some psychological testing and a lot of times what I do is I later come back to the kids and talk to them about the testing and what their results are. And that can be really powerful for them to understand themselves. And one of the scores that I get is basically, I call these kids internalizers. They just internalize everything. They keep things to themselves. And there's a score on my testing that will kind of show that. And I shared this with, with Sabrina. And so when I was talking to her, I said something to her that I've said to lots of kids and families over the years. And it's a phrase that I like. And I said, Sabrina, whatever you do, don't keep this inside. Don't keep this in. Whatever you do, get what's on the inside to the outside. It's so critical that we help our kids learn how to express themselves. It's not always going to be something really dramatic and awful like being abused. But our kids are stressed out. And they're, a lot of our kids are suffering. And we know from recent research even that many, many kids nowadays are suffering from depression and anxiety and other other kinds of challenges. They're lonely. They're struggling with self-esteem. They're struggling in their peer group. And a lot of kids keep it in. or the, Even the kids that don't keep it, even the kids that act out, the externalizers, they're often acting out as a, as a way of sort of dealing with what's going on inside of them. And so we want to help them get what's on the inside to the outside. It, this reminds me of another boy. Very, very similar experience. This happened in 2020. Uh, I think it was sometime in the spring. The COVID pandemic had just kind of hit us. And I wasn't able to test kids in person anymore because of the pandemic. And it's the first time I had ever, literally my very first time I had ever attempted to do an evaluation with an adolescent over the internet, over Zoom. And I had my doubts. I didn't, I was, you know, I didn't grow up on technology. I'm not a tech person. I worried that I wouldn't be able to evaluate them in a way that would be helpful. A word that they wouldn't open up to me. This very first boy I tested proved that to be very wrong. He was literally in his bedroom and we were talking. He was just sitting there on his bed. And just like this girl, um, he sort of casually mentioned to me about some trauma that he had experienced. And then just like Sabrina, he said to me, you're the first person I've ever shared this with. And that really surprised me at the time because, again, it was my first experience trying to do an evaluation 
over Zoom, I have since come to find that a lot of kids really open up over the internet, over Zoom, way more than I thought they would. There are some downsides, but there's some upsides to this format for testing. I think a lot of people, I don't know, they feel an extra layer of safety maybe because of where they're at when they're doing the testing or because it's over the internet. I've had a lot of kids open up and I, I shared the same thing with him. You know, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't keep that in. This also makes me think about just being a dad. You know, I love being a dad. That's why I am doing this podcast actually, because I want to share what I've learned. But one of my kids, a while, not really anymore, but for a while when she was a teenager, had a lot of anxiety, just social anxiety. And there were a lot of sort of social situations that she felt uncomfortable in. And, and she was really open with her mom and I. And so she would come and talk about these social dilemmas and what should she do. And we would listen and sometimes if I tried to give suggestions, because that would be sort of my automatic go-to is like, here, do this. <laughs> and I'm not kidding you. 99% of the time when I would start making suggestions, she'd just roll her eyes at me. Her mom was a lot better. She would just listen. She would nod her head. She wouldn't say a lot. She'd kind of wait it out. While me, they're giving advice that usually just kind of got thrown in the trash. But what I learned as a dad with this girl and with all my kids, actually, is that sometimes they just need to be heard before they can hear anything. And I think most of us are the same. If we try to fix things too fast, you're basically telling them that they, they're too dumb to figure it out on their own. Mostly, I think people and our kids want to get what's on the inside to the outside. And it's such a critical life skill. It's a critical coping skill. The way we help them do that, it's simple. We listen to them. We become really great listeners. We acknowledge what they're feeling. Anytime you've got a kid sharing personal stuff with you, that is a absolute, that's an absolute win. Congratulations and pat yourself on the back. Kids don't do that really easily. And remember that that's part of what our job is with them. It's to help them get what's on the inside to the outside. And, and again, never before in my entire life, my entire career, have, have has this been so important. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Dr. Todd. And if you would like to move forward with healing yourself and helping to heal your children, I'd like to invite you to the Parenting Made Easy Challenge. It's a free challenge, and it's going to be private and confidential. You don't even have to have your camera on, but I would like to invite you to a free small mini workshop where I'm going to show you some strategies of how to start to heal yourself and your children and your family. This is especially important around the holidays which is a very stressful time with a lot of heartache, a lot of loneliness, and a lot of stress. So I invite you to sign up. 
you can click the link inside of the show notes inside the description of this episode and sign up for free and then you can meet me live so I can show you some strategies of how to get through the holidays and how to start the process of healing your family.